that, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the gosh dang time, so we decided to record it. Today we're going to be talking about the all-new show trailers that just recently dropped from D23. Uh, specifically the Tales of the Jedi and the Season 3 of Mandalorian. But first, Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Um, <laughs> you are right over there? <laughs> yeah, I've got a little gr- grievous going on here. I'm doing fabulous, considering that we just hung out yesterday. Um, first of all, apologies to everyone, since we haven't been on the air since... August? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. <laughs> For the um, record, my job swore up and down that July and August would be the slow season. And yeah. I've been... The, I, I worked 56 hours this week. Holy guacamole. And this was the, the last week of the slow season. Oh, God. Well... We are slow season now at Legoland, which ugh, it's frustrating when we have no people because it's, it's just boring, you know. Yeah. Um, and and they keep giving me these eleven to four shifts, which are very annoying and taxing. That's right in the middle uh, of the day. Yeah, like you, you and, can't do anything in the morning, and you can't do much after. Not to, well. That's not the point. The point is that the bus won't come at four o'clock. Oh shit! They only come. They can only come. The latest they can come is three thirty because it's intercity. Um, meaning that my parents have to come pick me up as usual, and that's a lot. Five hours. Yeah. Well, the only shift they gave me this coming week was eleven to four, and I dropped it. <laughs> um, because you know, half the money that I'm given, you know, it it gets you know ripped apart with the whole traffic and cars and whatever. Um, but you know, someone picked up the shift, so I got four days off after tomorrow. All right, I'm happy uh, for you then. Thank you. Well, I would prefer to pick up more shifts at Publix, but we're in a bit of a crisis too with Publix because. One of our stores just uh, shut down for a full year remodel. Whoa. Meaning that everybody, and I mean everybody, is being proportioned out to the rest of the stores in the er- in the area. Um, and our store happens to be the biggest. So we got 10 new cashiers. No, 5 new cashiers and 10 new baggers. Which means all of our hours are going to get cut. Well, that um, doesn't sound very fun at all. <laughs> I know it ain't. Um, <laughs> that's just a total with the world today, according to Jordy Cricket. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they make it better. We're, we're actually a lot busier than we've ever been. A lot more busier. Because we've got new customers, too. Ooh. So, I mean, yeah, that makes the- sense. Yeah, and then we're next. We are the next to get remodeled. I mean, we gotta get kicked out. And we're gonna go all the way to different publics. <laughs> um, 
Why am I talking like... I don't know. And I, I don't know how you suddenly became Texan. Uh, but I'm here for it. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, but other than that... Oh! I do have an, an interview on Tuesday. Ooh. At this place called Bonnet Springs. Bonnet Springs? Yes. It's a mixture of national park and museum. Um, actually does sound a bit like a, te- like a thing from Texas. Bonnet Springs. That sounds about right. Grand <laughs> or- opening weekend. Look at there. <laughs> or- That's brand new. Or you could you could do it as Bonnet Springs in Scotland. Um, now, but this place has had my resume pre-pandemic, and it was supposed to open up in 2020. Of course, you know that didn't happen. But I have finally um, applied whenever they had job openings available, and I think I am going to start out as a volunteer. Just until they get on their feet. And ha- hopefully uh, I'll move into a paid position. But I don't want to count my chickens at all. Because I haven't even gone through the second interview. Now it's Tuesday. Okay. So okay. hopefully, here's hoping. Uh, they open up October 23rd. So that's pretty much been it. Um, other than that, I have been doing nothing but watching two high fantasy TV shows. Um, House of the Dragon has been running, as well as the Rings of Power. I don't know if you watched either show. I have not. Uh, I don't have TV. I've got poor man's TV, so I got Chromecast. You got uh, Disney Plus. I've been doing a lot of, I do have Disney Plus. I've been doing a lot of rewatching of uh, old TV shows. Uh, one of my one of my new friends, Riley, uh, has not seen many movies uh, that I deem uh, part of my personality. I've seen them so often, so mm. I'm running them through all of my old favorite movies. Uh, meanwhile, I sit in the background. No, it was really cool. No, it it was. I, I mean, it was okay for its time. I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm no. sure that all the female characters were written as best as mm-hmm. they could by old men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I got into Game of Thrones, and while the ending was lackluster at best, I have embraced House of the Dragon. Uh, really enjoy it so far. Um, bit spicy. Don't think we need to go into that, though. Spicy? Um, um yeah. <clears throat> Nephew and niece, spicy. You can interpret that as you will. Uh, um, sweet home Alabama. Yeah. Rings of Power is done by Amazon Prime. It's an interesting show. I'll give you that. And yes, I am a Tolkien fan. I am a Tolkien enthusiast. I'm still trying to grasp the show. I feel like it is dragging a bit. The episodes are over, all of them are over an hour. Really? Um, so I don't know if I like the pacing. There's a handful of characters I do know, and that's because of reading the books and picking up bits and pieces of lore. Um, 
don't know. We'll see. There's supposed to be like five seasons of this stuff, but at this point, I'm leaning more towards watching people get burned by dragons rather than orcs. I mean, if you had to choose which way to watch people go, it'd have to be by fire. Dragon. Dragon fire. So other than that, you know, things, you know that's just what, what's been happening. Um, so that's pretty much it. How about you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, uh, I am apparently they've been describing it as the Shikra drop, uh, before, uh, this week has been the Shikra drop, uh, right, uh, right before we go into the busy season, which is apparently (laughs) next week until February. So it's going to be a great old time. Um, Yeah. Great old time for you and great old time for us. Making money. Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> so we uh, were genuinely excited for me to get be able to get all this work, and it's work that I really like doing. Yeah, it. I like. I I firmly believe that like every job is eighty percent the people you work with, and right. uh, I don't remember where. I don't remember if I made that up or if I read that somewhere, but that's no. really stuck in my brain. No, no, I and, think that. That 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 makes sense because, um, I enjoy many of the people I work with at Legoland, even though that's not the ideal job for me. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends at Publix. That you know, I'm so connected with Publix, and Publix is actually connected with Bonnet Springs as well. So that's an interesting tidbit there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I saw you last night. Didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, we did. And we had a lot of major discussions and lightsaber duels. I don't know what the hell the neighbor spot was happening with all the lights and the flashing. Hey, nobody called uh, the cops on us. We were okay. <laughs> we made sure not to use red and blue. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we did. We not, consec- not consecutively. Yeah, not consecutively. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said some of those videos to my family. They uh they were very interested. Uh well not interested per se, but they they they, they enjoyed them for what they were, you know. They're not like saber enthusiasts. Yes. Um but we have we have a bunch of news to get through. News on top of news on top of news, my friend. Lay it on me. One bit of news which I believe we did cover already, but it got cut from the episode, was a piece about a $5,000 cocktail. Yes, we had a a problem uh, the last time we recorded where my computer just forgot to record uh, Peyton's side of the conversation for only half the episode. It was very disconcerting. I think Stitch was involved. I agree. Which gave us a glitch. Oh! Um, but I have more information to add to the original conversation. So this oh, is great. Goodness. So this is a cocktail called... Oh my god, I completely went blank. Uh, on. The Kyber Crystal. Kyber Crystal. The Gargi Fart Blaster. <laughs> no, that's well... What's the what's the one from Hitchhiker's Guide? I have no idea. I've never watched it. 
Oh, it's a good book. Uh, Alan Rickman <laughs> plays the oh. uh, the depressed robot. Oh, okay. The guy that plays well, the Hobbit was the main character, at least in the new movie. Okay, I know I've heard of a fog blaster from one of the old Star Wars canon books. Um, apparently, if you if you pour water into it, it explodes. But no, this is uh this is called the Kyber Crystal, and you can only get it. Aboard the Disney Wish in the Hyperspace Lounge. So, number one, you gotta get yourself a cruise ship. You gotta book it. So you're looking about probably three grand for a lower room, whatever. State room. Good God. I've never I've never been on a cruise before, so I have no idea what the average You can you can probably tell us more about that, right? Uh I mean, I never saw the bill because I I only went with my dad. I only went with yeah. my family, and my my dad would be damned if we paid for any of it. Well, you can guesstimate. I uh, like sixteen hundred to eighteen hundred per okay. person. Uh, like <clears throat> and kids, kids was probably close to like eight hundred to twelve hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it would be, is- and that's like for a that's for like a five to ten day cruise. Okay. Well, this is like three thousand for a family of four, um, which is a significantly lower number for the Galactic Star Cruiser, I might add. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, yeah, so you gotta book your cruise, then gotta get your stuff for reservation to the lounge. After that, you can go and pay five thousand dollars for a cocktail. It comes in a freaking Cantona container, which shoots out steam when you open it. I did find out, finally, that you do not get the Cantona. What, you don't get to keep it? (laughs) Hell no! You paid five grand! (laughs) I know. And what does that five grand give you, my friends? It gives you... Four ounces of liquid. Uh, well, maybe a bit more than that. Uh, a backpack. Four, gla- <laughs> four glasses. Um, some other paraphernalia. And two tickets to the Disney Studio in Skywalker Ranch. Whoa. Yeah. Also, <laughs> none of those things are connected. That sounds like they were like they like, and here's the drink, and they th- and someone said, "Oh, that's too much for that," um, and a pony, and you all, <laughs> and you also go get to see George Lucas's shoes, and <laughs> they just yeah, like, kept adding you- things. <laughs> yeah, and the original trash can that R two D two was it, or Kenny Baker, whatever. Um, Kevin Bacon, no Kenny Baker. <laughs> Kenny- yeah, can you make So, my question to you is: Would you rather pay five thousand to six thousand dollars for a two night stay in a hotel, or would you fork out three thousand dollars plus five thousand dollars and get a drink and <laughs> George Lucas's shoes? All right, uh-huh. now, now hear me out. Hear me out. Uh-huh. <laughs> The very first time you and I went to Celebration, you could first name people 
from Skywalker Ranch? One person. Steve Sansweet. Okay. So, like, me being who I am, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. poor, I would 100% try to wheel and deal with the one person you can name at Skywalker Ranch to see if we couldn't find a way in for less than eight grand a person. Well, if we didn't know more than that, actually, no, 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 it'd be, it'd be eight grand total. Because you and I would be sharing, we'd probably be in the same stateroom on the wish. That's right, that's fair. And then, if there's four cocktail glasses that come with the drink, you and I can have our own beverages and pay like $2,500 a piece. For the drink? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did hear that prices are going up for the Galactic Star Cruiser anyway. Uh, the captain's table is going up to $60 now. Instead of 30 and it wasn't that great to begin with. Nope. But, uh, send us an email, guys. Would you rather see George Lucas's shoes or... You could get so, so close that you could almost smell them. Yeah, <laughs> or wave wave a fake lightsaber around. Yeah. So moving on. <laughs> um, last week was Disney Plus Day, and we did get two things. We got a Obi Wan Kenobi documentary. Which was nothing but a glorified, hey, it's great to be back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hey, it's great to be back as Anakin Skywalker. Um, it was great being in the suit. It, it was an hour of that. Yeah. No extra behind-the-scenes footage at all. Um, the other thing was a special look at Andor, which ended up being a nine-minute... Part documentary, part behind the scenes, part trailer, part clip that was attached to the IMAX re-release of the film, Rogue One. <clears throat> That's all we got for Disney Plus Day. Moving on to D23. Yes. We have a couple things. First of all, they have casted somebody as Ezra Bridger. For Ahsoka, finally. So that is confirmed for all you Rebels fans. Ezra Bridger and Sabine Wren are in Ahsoka, if you didn't already know that. Congratulations to them for joining the the live-action uh, reincarnations of, of our favorite uh, animated characters. Uh, there's been a couple more ca castings for the Afterlight. Don't really know the actors. Like, yeah. where they come from. Like, what other movies they've been in. Uh, they did announce that Mando and Grogu are coming to Galaxy's Edge. Woo! Which is exciting, but... Coming to Disneyland. Not us. Land. Not Disney World. <laughs> no, not Disney World. Not Disney World. Yeah. Uh, that would... For all y'all that are on the West Coast, 
They come in November. So. <laughs> okay, so I am taking a stab at uh, looking at the cast for the Acolyte. And I'm going to be honest, uh, it looks like, so far, there's only four named actors on IMDb for okay. the show. I know um, they've delayed they've delayed the show a couple times. Yeah. Uh but that's a I feel like that's the upsetting part is that like so much of this seems like um like the the series additional crew on here includes the Disney health and safety manager, the unit what? medic, the COVID testing coordinator. Like they've been shooting this for three years at least. I haven't, I haven't even started shooting at all. Ah, I'm mad, I'm mad about that. No. If you listen to Mike Zero, he'll he'll give you some clickbait stuff about Kathleen Kennedy trying to mess up George's uh, world again. No, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I I don't think it's George's world anymore. That's a hot. If that's a no. hot take, that's a hot take. Yeah. But we do have people like Dave Filoni that. Yeah, you know they care for the world. It's, um, it's Filoni and Favreau's world, and I'm sure that Kendi has learned from her mistakes. Hopefully, and she won't go too far. She's um, she's gambled in in one a few times. I mean, she gambled on Favreau. Yeah, uh, and Filoni, and, and that she likes her, and gave yeah, them she full autonomy. Yeah, she yeah she likes their work. Um. And I know she was involved in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and as we know, that was a great show, or a decent show, rather, depending on how you look at it. Um, I got Top a tier. friend of mine. I have a buddy um, that I work with for Publix. Well, it's a friend of a buddy, and he's such a Star Wars pessimist. He hates anything to do with the new stuff. Well, not hates it, per se. But he will be the first to like make a negative comment. Push back and he on tried, it, yeah. Yeah, he tried to say something to me last week or the week before, and I completely called him out on it. Never. I, I said, don't even open up your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> said, you tell this to a grown-ass man. <laughs> like, don't even what? open your mouth. <laughs> no. no. Did you wait for I a lull friend. in the conversation, or did you just like <laughs> come out no. swinging? <laughs> Half my friends are like three to four years younger than me. Um, and he works in produce. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, he's a cool guy when he's not being negative about Star Wars. He's a good. He's a good guy. Um. But yeah, other than those casting uh, announcements, there was not really a lot. Except, except for a couple things, some big things actually. First of all, we have another Andor trailer. Yep. And why? Why are we getting another Andor trailer when it's literally just around the corner? Maybe it's because everyone wasn't paying attention to it back in July. Um, I think people were starting to get burned out by Star Wars. At least that is my brother's point of view, and he doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. So, um, at least not this episode. I hope I can. Well, I could see this. Ha- I could see that being a thing. No, yeah, and he's totally right. You know, a lot of fans expected better for Kenobi, 
They expected better for Book of Boba Fett. And I understand that some of those fans were disappointed. Yeah. But they need to give Andor a chance. Like, like uh what's your what's your argument for that? I'm not arguing like, against you. I want I want to hear your pitch. Why should people watch Andor? Uh hi, I am I am Kyle, a generic uh Star Wars fan. I'm probably uh, cis head uh cis head middle class white male and <laughs> I love the original trilogy. And uh-huh. because I'm a millennial, I'm a big fan of the prequels. Not mm-hmm. too sure how I feel about the sequels, okay. uh, but Rogue One was really cool. Why should I, this imaginary mm-hmm. person named Kyle, watch, <laughs> be, invested. be invested in the new show? A, char- a character that has been killed off already. We already know this. Yeah. Because there is a lot more to Andor than, or casting Andor than you think. And the fact that the story is not just about Andor as a human and a character. It is about the seeds of the rebellion. No Jedi, no Sith. No legacy characters. As far as we know. This is something completely in the middle. And it is... Grounded in reality. More than any of the other Star Wars shows are. I think. And it's something new. It's something a bit more of an edgier. It's an edgier project, I feel. Now I'm gonna ma- and I'm going to tell you why I feel like it's edgier. When I watch this latest Star Wars... Well, when I watch this, this latest trailer for Andor. And we don't need to go into it fully, I think. Because it's a lot of the same footage from okay. what I'm picking up. They dropped the word bastards. They dr- yeah, they dropped the, the, that, the word bastards in the trailer. This is a Disney Plus show. It is for children, for babies. <laughs> this is not for babies. This, this is not your dad, Star Wars. It's, no. It's man, Star Wars. I man. feel like this. This may be what people have been looking for when people are looking for a darker twist or a darker tone. This is what Kenobi should have been. To some people's minds. Um, uh, uh, me in my little corner of the world uh, fully uh, believe that uh, I do, while I do have my complaints about uh while I wish that there was more in Obi-Wan, I feel mm-hmm. like Obi-Wan had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And an end, yeah. And no, it's... I, it's, it's just so good. I, yeah. I genuinely think that Obi-Wan is top tier. I mm-hmm. cannot wait to be able to show that to new fans or old fans and like, be able to have the discussion of mm-hmm. how impactful... These scenes that we've been waiting for really mean to the lore and like what they mean to me as a like a viewer. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah. And then maybe your you know, your little girl, which she gets a bit older. She loves playing with my lightsabers. She loves playing with the new lightsabers. Uh huh. 
She, I think you told me something about that last night, didn't she, you? With the blaster. She <laughs> cracked. So uh, when they say it's combat ready, they don't, uh, they're not kidding. Uh, my four-year-old uh, Gandalfed my floor. And you shall not pass. It slams my metal lightsaber hilt into the floor, and there is a crack in one of the tiles that this four-year-old made. Wow. There's nothing on the lightsaber. No. I I think yours are even more combat-heavy than mine. And mine were really combat-heavy. I have scratches scratches on my blades. Um... Well, no, I mean, you know, for all those who are Princess Leia fans, you know, back, you know, drawing back to Kenobi, you know, uh, love her or hate her acting. I, I, you know, she did a good job. She portrayed what I think a young Leia Organa would be. Especially toward the end. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, that's my, that's, I don't know if you call that a pitch or not, but, you know, Give, give Andor a chance. I would say, and I tell this to my brother all the time, give a show at least three episodes. If oh, you can't the, do... The anime if, rule. I like that. Give each show can't three do, episodes. Yeah, if you can't do a whole season, do at least three episodes. And my brother is... I, I love my brother, but he does not like to give things a chance right away. Um, Case in point. He his first introduction to the Aragon inheritance cycle stuff was the piece of junk that was the movie. Oh no! Right. So now he won't even look at the books. He oh man! Even, I I, I oh. He won't even take a look at the TV show whenever that does come out. I know where he's coming from, man. Oh man! No. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I had the opposite reaction with Dune. The 1980s Dune movie is hot garbage. It is the grossest garbage that has ever garbaged a garbage, and I devoured it. I loved it so much, I sought out the book because the movie was so bad. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the book series. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thankfully, I was introduced to the Inheritance Cycle as a book series first. Um, And I... And one more thing before we move on, you know, this our biggest tiff between us two is he thinks it's a knockoff of uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings knockoffs. Yes, Tolkien, I believe, is the father of high fantasy. But yeah, Game of contemporary Thrones, high fantasy, definitely. Yep. And, you know, in Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire, all that stuff, that, you know, that's got almost the same kind of deal. You got dragons. I mean, you don't have dwarves or elves. But it's got, you know, lords and ladies and all that other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And they're... And, like, yeah. politics and, like, ancient people and people that are not here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I... And even... Yeah, and uh, even Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time is probably the second best thing to Tolkien's work. I and I like Wheel of Time too. I I feel like there's a difference between taking notes 
and copying. I feel mm-hmm. like one of the things that we, uh, with Tolkien specifically, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like he really paved the way. Right. And he wasn't, and he was mimicking our uh, writers around him because he was, he knew a lot of writers and he read a lot of people. And so yeah. in the same way that like no music comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, the idea, uh, I don't subscribe to the sad idea that like there's never been an original, there's no longer an original thought anymore. That's not mm-hmm. fun. Uh, but like, and low key toxic, but like this idea that just because like, let's say a song of ice and fire, um, yeah. Uh, paralleled with Lord of the Rings. If you look mm-hmm. at them side by side, Lord of the Rings, um, just the trilogy. So we're not going to go into the Silmarils or no. none of that. Um, just no. the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hero's journey, and it's multiple hero's journeys. It's the hero journey story layered on top of layers on top of layers of hero's journeys. And so that's right. what makes it interesting because it's a trope. Like, it's it's cool that he followed a rubric and then made it his own like Mm -hmm. chord progressions in songs. Like Mm -hmm. if you listen to top forties, anything it's, uh, it's four, five, uh, seven, one or something like, uh, like four, six, uh, three, one. Uh, and it's the same chord progression forever, but mm-hmm. everybody makes it their own way, and the the way that they make it their own makes it interesting. Right, exactly. You know, and and that's that's why I don't have a problem with it. You know, I mean, if if you want to stick with Tolkien and have him be your your dude, that's fine. But you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, so hopefully, you know, other people out there, you know, give you such a fantasy novels a chance. You know, there's something to, to connect with all of them. So, ah, uh, moving on, moving on. All right. So, yes. So Andor comes out September 21st with a three episode premiere. Now, I have heard. I've have I've have heard something about at least the first four episodes. Not much. I have heard that there is one story arc for the first three, and this is going to be a slow burn, a very slow burn. So I hope everyone is prepared for the long ride, because a lot of people out there. This would probably make them drop the show. Slow burns and not a lot of action. I know it does from my brother in particular. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's necessary because this is a long form show. This is a 12 episode show. And I'd like it to be the only season. I would really like if they had if they could find a way to succinctly make a beginning, a middle, and an end, and have that be 
a little blurb in this timeline mm-hmm. between uh, like leading up to Rogue One. I would, I would, that would be the best case scenario for me. Which I believe. So this whole this whole season is is essentially it's a whole year. It's one whole year. Okay. In the, in the timeline, season two, which also is going to have twelve episodes, is going to cover the remaining four years until Rogue One. Huh. Okay. And then that's the end of Andor. That that is what I've heard. Now I don't know how long each episode is going to be. Which you mentioned that you would like them to be about twenty four minutes. If uh, just because I have to edit our podcast, and so that mm-hmm. would make my life a lot easier if they were bite sized okay. episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna go on and say that they would probably be anywhere between thirty and sixty minutes. If they follow the same kind of format as Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um but we'll see. We'll see how things go next week. Um probably just to give you all a heads up. We will probably not release the first two episodes right away. You're probably going to get them in the second week of the show's running. Leading up to the fourth episode. Depending on how long each episode is. How long it's going to take us to cover it. We did talk about doing a single long episode. Covering the three episodes on one. And we still may do that. But... I have a feeling that we're going to have to cover each one individually. Yeah, exactly. So the way we're going to publish those is we're going to publish them um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the following week. Um, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then the net, the newest episode will drop on that Wednesday. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the episode will drop on that uh, Wednesday, have, and then we'll. And then we will drop that episode, uh, the episode discussing episodes. that episode the following Thursday. Right. And, and I'm saying this out loud for editing, yeah. Max, one hundred percent. Which brings me to my other piece of news: the Bad Batch yeah. is no longer set to premiere on September twenty eighth. Thank Christ. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, oh, I'm. Oh no, I'm so sad. What? <laughs> well, we would have had to have balanced out two TV shows and figured out how to record both of them. Yeah, now, we could. We could have done a Wednesday Friday thing where we would just record a Bad Batch episode on a Friday. And pump it out on a Saturday, like we did in good old days. Yeah. Um, uh, well, when I was unemployed. We, yeah. Now, now was, we'd have to hire somebody. Uh, yeah. I'd have to. I got a couple. I got a couple buddies. I have a couple buddies that are interested in joining us, but I said y'all need to listen to our content first and see how we do things. I'm not gonna let some smugglers come on our ship before we take off. 
Um, obviously. But we have a new release date of the Bad Batch, or for the Bad Batch, and that will be January 4th with a two-episode premiere, which, unfortunately, will kind of run along the same time frame as The Mandalorian, which premieres in February. But we will cross that bridge when we get to it. So now we'll segue into our next trailer, which is for a six-part document, not documentary, series. <laughs> miniseries, which is in the same style as The Clone Wars and The Bad Batch. It is called Tales of the Jedi. And that begins October 26th. And I believe it is one straight drop of six episodes. That is what I've seen online as well. Although I don't know if that's how it's going to stay or how long they're going to be. Right. Which means that we could record them and then release the the lot after Andor. That way y'all have something to listen to in between while we catch our breath. Yeah. Because I guarantee you that we're going to have we're, we're going to need a break. Um, And unfortunately I don't think we're going to get a big break in between Andor and Bad Batch. So, well let's um, let's tackle the trailer. Absolutely. Let's kick this thing off. Oh yes. Oh my God! I have ascended. <laughs> Ahsoka was at Padme's funeral. That would not surprise me. It's canon. <laughs> Pulling this shit back. Hold on. Hold, hold. What you got, big boy? Excuse me. Your call is very important to us. Hold on one moment. Oh, my good lord. Yep, there she is. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the cutest first time we've ever seen like a baby to Gruden. They're really cute. Um,. It looks like Ahsoka has been marked as a Jedi and not a Force user by the Togruta. I don't. Oh, yes. I don't. I don't know if I like that. Actually, hmm. um, I mean, the Jedi are a cult, uh, and they have been a cult for a thousand years or however long they've been, right. they've been a part of the uh, the Republic, but like. It, to to call a brand new child a Jedi and not like a youngling or a force user, I don't like that. I don't uh I like that they're pointing out that they're like, oh, she's gonna be this. And her one of her famous lines from Rebels, her most famous line from Star Wars Rebels is I am no Jedi. I love this Dooku design. I don't like his voice, though. He sounds like Severus Snape. That's fair. I don't mind that voice. And also, it's not... It doesn't sound like the old 
the old Dooku. Um, the oh man, Padawan Qui Gon. Oh, it's yes. marvelous! They made his face look just like Liam Neeson. Um, actually, you know why? Because that's Liam Neeson's son. No way. Yeah, we're gonna get older. We're gonna get Liam Neeson as a Jedi Master and Liam Neeson as a Padawan. Oh hell so Qui- yeah! So Qui- 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 as a master and Qui Gon as a pilot one. Hell yeah! I okay. So the way that I'm liking how this is lining up mm-hmm. is that I'm a minute and seven seconds into this, a minute forty four trailer, uh-huh. and I don't know who they're trying to show that Count Dooku is parallel because. Oh. Part of it is leaning towards he is a corrupt master. Well, he's a renegade master that eventually goes down the path to the dark side, but he has a Padawan to teach, and he does it wrong. And yet the Padawan turns out fine. Um, And then it cuts back to Ahsoka with, uh, with Anakin. Yes. And it's... I I I I don't know because it uh, so much of it was is like Dooku as a young, uh, quite young actually, um, genuinely trying to do good in the galaxy. And Which, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm interested you brought up that point because I listened to the book uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Which I wonder if parts of that are gonna fit into this narrative. Is it? It's Disney canon, right? Of course, and they made it into they made it as an audio drama, actually. Oh, that's a freaking cool! It was actually really good. It was it was very well done. I don't like the voice they they use for Yoda. Um, nothing like the Cookie Monster voice. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing is the Cookie Monster voice of the radio <laughs> dramas. Oh it's, so, oh, it's so painful. Why did you have to remind me that that existed? Ugh, my brain. <laughs> so, his parallel of, like, I will do good at any cost is what gets him in trouble. <laughs> and also, his points aren't wrong about the Jedi. No, he just, no they're not. But, like, I can say... I have, uh, like, I can say things that are true and then shoot a puppy and I'm still evil? Count mm-hmm. Dooku is still evil for participating in manufacturing a war. Right. And right. he made some good points mm-hmm. that the Jedi that are a cult. Oh, yeah. And he also researched a lot of Sith prophecies and Jedi prophecies, too. Which is something to know. Now also factored into his decisions. Whoa. This dark Jedi. No, Inquisitor. Inquisitor? Yes, so that makes me wonder where are we in that in the timeline? I guess they're jumping around. No. 
That was an Inquisitor fighting Yeba, but yeah, well, also there was a red lightsaber circling Anakin. <laughs> Let me play that back. One moment. I it's, don't know. It's a red lightsaber, and it's drawing mm-hmm. a line in front of an Anakin who's face down in the dirt. It is an Inquisitor but, blade. It's got the circle. It's got the spinny thing. Uh-huh. He doesn't spin it. They don't spin it. Uh, but they've got like a who my boy uh went to uh oh what's the halloween store that, that the spirit of halloween this guy went to the spirit of halloween and spent good money on the scariest mask he could find this guy Amen. is dripping with edge uh-huh. This guy looks like a 13-year-old boy wrote him and was like, I'm going to write it and make him so edgy that like Darth Maul will cut his fingers on it. It, okay. it just I can't tell if it's supposed to be like a bull's head, an eagle's head, like an owl's head, or just a screaming face. I have no <laughs> idea what they're going for here, other than spooky, because they got, I'm spooked. <laughs> What? <laughs> What's your thing, Max? As I, I, I said, woo! Whoa! Okay, so Yaddle is fighting Dooku. Dooku. And uh, I can't tell the age of Ahsoka as she's fighting the Inquisitor. How do I? How Dooku's new lightsaber hilt looks so fucking good. <laughs> oh, look at that thing. Oh, so cool. So cool. So it's it's bouncing around in the timeline. Yep. I'm excited for that. That looks really Me cool. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Um I'm just I'm curious about the Inquisitor. Whoever this is. I like him. Have you ever watched any of the Inquisitor scenes from Rebels? Mm, some of them, yes. Do you know who voices the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels? No. Do you want to know? Yes. Freaking Lucius Malfoy. Absolutely. Jason Isaacs. Of course voicing. it would be Jason Isaacs. Oh my god, yeah. Um... So yeah, Tales of the Jedi, my friend. Um, and I liked what you did, the uh, the, the trailer. Not going frame by frame, my frame. Um, yeah. I mean that's a better that's a better look at the trailers overall. I mean, it saves time. Absolutely, so. we get to the meat and potatoes of the things that you and I know about, and we can skip over the. Uh, and then they use the color green. Mm-hmm. And then they used a blue. Um, I've got the Mandalorian season three trailer uh, open oh. already. All right, and we'll we'll get to that in just a moment. But here, I want to discuss Tales of the Jedi a bit, just a bit more. Yeah. Um, how do you think Gaggle is going to? Like, how, how do you think she'll uh, she'll sound like? <sighs> do you think she will talk backwards too? I think, I think, ugh, my brain went to straight worst case scenario. Worst what? case scenario is okay. she is a high-pitched Yoda. 
Yes, it's going to be that, and it's just going to be awful, and I'm going to be upset. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I'm not going to be happy about that. Uh, is there a saber short? Yes, it's also okay. a Shoto. And it's orange. Uh, Does she look? It was blue. Really? Yeah. Okay, then it was an orange one in the old canon. Never mind. Yeah. Um, do you think she? How how does her fighting style look? Is it like about the same as Yoda's? It looks about. It looks likely to be form four, uh-huh. which is uh, which is Count Dooku's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he only moves forward and back, left and right, and Yoda right. and Yaddle apparently move like uh, a Wonka Vader and just move wherever they dang please. That's true. So okay. I that's... I think that that's going to be a very interesting fight to watch. Oh yeah. In general. Yeah. So one last thing before we dive into Mandal- uh, the Mandalorian season three trailer here. Do you think we're going to get any Grogu connections at all? In Tales of the Jedi? Yes. Ooh, ooh, you know what? Because of the flashbacks, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That would make sense. I mean, I I mean, a lot of people feel like uh, a lot of people feel like there's a connection between maybe not necessarily Grogu and Yoda, but maybe between Grogu and Yaddle. Because she either got killed by Dooku or she left the order, but she's no longer around in episode two and three of the prequel trilogy. Right. So I don't know. We could catch a glimpse of a big Grogu. It looks like he's young when he's. It looks like Count Dooku is young when he's fighting her. Hmm. And. It's he's not the same age. Count Dooku is not the same age, I think, uh, mm-hmm. in the scene with young Qui Gon as he mm-hmm. is uh, when he's fighting Yaddle. But okay. if it's a young Qui Gon, then we've still got a lot of time in between before Episode One, even. Right. So Yaddle wouldn't <clears throat> have died if that is where the fight happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's work, plenty I'm, of... Yeah, we're working on like data. a minute and 44 seconds of right promo. Mm-hmm. And we may see Baby Grogu within, this, within the crash with Baby Ahsoka. If they go in that direction, partially. Um, but we'll see what happens in a month. Um, but now we have one more trailer for y'all. And I know this has been a lot... Of info we've been dumping down your throats, but we figured that this was the best way to deliver it because when these shows drop, we want to provide you with as much content as possible. So we're probably gonna jump straight into the shows. We don't want to have any um jibber jabber, jabberwocky kind of stuff going on. Um. Actually, you might want to add, yeah, take that part out, Max. That's probably I copyright. You. I got you. Yeah, there's a there's a 
chick on YouTube called Star Wars Meg that delivers news content, and she says "Nemo Jibba Jabba." Um, I don't know if that I don't know if that's copyrighted or not, but maybe chop that out. But not. either way, we don't want any more wishy washy news that we will probably just post on Facebook. If there's anything big, then we will cover it, but I'm not anticipating anything bigger than what we got right here for a while. Um, but finally, we have Mandalorian Season 3 trailer available to the public. As we all know, it was featured at Star Wars Celebration, and the only footage we got of it was by uh, phone recordings and cameras. Uh, yeah, not good footage. Um, sorry, people, you tried, but this is the real deal. Okay. Uh, first note: you, uh, Bo-Katan is going to hold a foundling responsible for an entire cult. Wait. Is she referring to Din Djarin? Yes, she's talking to Din Djarin. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, I guess she is going to hold a, <clears throat> a foundling responsible. You know, she's just as much to blame if she's if she's pointing if she's pointing blasters at Din Djarin. She's not pointing blasters, but she's pointing blame, or at least well, like where he sits with them. I think that's what she's actually asking. Well, she's wanting to talk because. She was actually handed the dark saber. She never won it. I don't know if we ever discussed that or not, but she was never uh <clears throat> she never won the dark saber in combat in the first place. Yeah, you're right. Sabine Wren handed it to her. So I don't know how that plays out. I, I, I don't understand where, how, first off, how, I don't know how she got there. Second off, there's a lot of Mandos that are different colors that like, have, like are from different clans mm -hmm. under the clan, um, under different clans. It's very interesting. It's a very hodgepodge. It's not the way that it was in Star Wars. Uh, Clone Wars, where they were all very uniform, which makes sense because they've been fractured and scattered to the four winds. Right. Uh, that's uh my overall view of it was uh of this trailer is meh. You mean like for the show as a whole? Like the season three. Season three was like meh. I'll get it. So, like, all right, hear me out. So we've got this idea that, like, Mando, uh, Mando is going places. Mando has to go to some place. He has to go to Mandalore in order to be blessed by under the sacred pools of Gublagablak or whatever the f***. And I'm going to censor these, I promise. And, like, the, and, like, Grogu chose to be with him. So, like, we have plot hooks. He's got a place he needs to go, right? And a baby that's magical, 
that can do <laughs> magical things, which is really cool. And like sometimes right. he can learn cool things in really like knee jerk, like last ditch day sex mocking up places. However, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of the fighting seemed like it came from like two fight scenes. One was in what looked like Tatooine. And not if it wasn't Tatooine, it was where we started on Mandalore season one. Uh, no, where the, where the guild was. That's not Mandalore. No, no, no. What's the? Uh, we were at Mandalore, but that's not where they were fighting. They weren't fighting at Mandalore. Navarro. They were fighting on Navarro. It looked like. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then there's just a bunch of Mandos. Right. I mean, this trailer is pretty straightforward and kind of. I feel like the trailer kind of gives you the plot. But what's the plot? Well, not the plot, but the overall that, that's that's the thing. Like he's asking us like the last lines of the of the trailer are are you ready for to go on an adventure? And my question is to where? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? <laughs> I tell you what we do it. Okay? Listen here. Um my thought process is that this is the beginning of the Mandalorian War. New a new war with the Mandalorians. We don't know much else beyond what the trailer shows us. But I've heard some hints as to other stuff that's been going on or is going to go on. Yeah. Specifically, Moff Gideon is still going to be around. He's going to make an appearance. Cool. Um, I've heard nothing about Boba Fett or Ahsoka or Luke Skywalker or anyone else. Now, they still may appear. I don't know. There's obviously some conflict between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. Of course. So, the question is, is she going to be an ally to him? Or is she going to try and get the Darksaber from him? Is she going to connect, is she going to hold Grogu hostage until <clears throat> they gives her what she wants? Hmm, that seems a little dark. For her. I know. Yeah. Well, she's. she's kind of, I feel like she's a loose cannon. I feel like she wants to be a loose cannon, but I don't think Bo Katan really has it in her. I feel like we're not. we're meant to think that she's a uh, that she's a loose cannon, but she's I think mm-hmm. she's a cinnamon roll. Okay, I, I think she's a crazy cinnamon roll. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give her that. Okay. Um, the kind of crap that she pulls, uh, fully, fully, mo- so many of her actions are like, no, I can't die. I'm invincible. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is going to work. And you're like, wait, what? You can't just assume that's a thing. Right. No. Truth to tell, I don't know. I hope we get another trailer between now and then. Um, but I know that there is going to be an in-game for this show. And what is that going to be? I don't know when or where. I know Favreau is writing season four as we speak. 
Oh. So he's already he's already working on season four. I know that the Imperial Remnant is still going to have a role to play. <clears throat> Those Snoke clones that we spotted. The s- in the second The Snones, if you will. Yeah, the Snones. Um I'm upset snow- about that. Don't don't the- don't add that to the funny counter. Don't do it. It's not a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The snow cuteens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um either way, I feel like there's something leading in that direction. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything. That's you know, we we, we still have two other shows to tackle before no three shows to tackle. Excuse me. Bad batch. Three shows to tackle before we even get to Mandal uh Mandalorian. Um and Ahsoka and beyond. And then we we have so much to cover in the space uh between now and probably late next year. Yep. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be fun. Um and I'm all here for the whole ride. Yeah. And I believe that might just be about it. Just one minor note or two. Go for it. I did I did read a book called Um Ta- Stories of Jedi and Sith. Okay. And it was kind of an audio drama, kind of not. Um it was ten stories, all featuring certain um different Jedi, some known and some not known. Uh one was voiced by uh, Sam Whitworth, who, of course, we know is Darth Maul. And yeah. he had he had his own little story. <clears throat> but one of the stories stood out to me. And that one was a tiny little piece that focused on Yoda and Emperor Palpatine. Cool. And the cool thing is, Yoda, as a Force ghost, visited Palpatine on the second Death Star. Really? Yes, sir. Okay. Right before Vader walked in, walked in with Luke. Cool. Which tells us a couple things. That Yoda, by that point, since when Yoda transfer transformed into the Force, Yoda already knew that Anakin would turn. How he did didn't he... know it be- he didn't know it before, but he knew it then. Turned to the, the part- light side. Yes, which I think so. If I'm interpreting that correctly, <laughs> but that but that but that begs the question: Why didn't Obi Wan realize it? That is a whole new can of worms, and we are hitting the hour and 45-minute mark. <laughs> what? Hour and 38-minute okay. mark. All right, well, we don't, we don't need to open up that can of worms. Hey, thing. You, uh, you hold that, and we'll, we'll add that yeah. to the next episode for news. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it may just be Obi-Wan's bitterness coming through. I don't know, whatever. But um, that's, that's a wrap. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352 and an Instagram and Twitter at SU352 Podcast. Hey, Peyton, what is our email? 
Our email is specialunit352 at gmail.com. Please email us your thoughts on these trailers. Uh, Whether or not you would love to see Lucas's shoes or swing a fake lightsaber. We'd love to hear it. Um, Who knows? Maybe we'll have enough money to actually test that out. Uh, and a new addition to our ending scroll is all of our art is beautifully made by Jake at at Gin and Tonic at uh, on Instagram. Uh, he does amazing work really fast and is a really good guy. If you have any art needs, uh, please send send him our regards. Uh, also, yeah. please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening apps because that will help us show up in the algorithms. We look forward to talking with you guys next week. And as Peyton always says, may the force be with you.